0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Above Replacement Radio. I am your host, Christiana. I might be becoming a bad baseball fan who can't enjoy the romantic things because of advanced statistics. Fifteen years from now, I want to be on the early baseball committee. Over there on the other side of the screen is... Daniel Kern. I literally have the fan graphs, buddy.
1: The baseball reference t shirt. Just repping some stats, you know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily Hall of Fame. It's not necessarily above average, but we can guarantee you we are better than just the standard replacement level college sophomore.
0: And welcome to Above Replacement Radio, where we're talking baseball kind of whenever. I'm your host, Christian, over there to my actual left, as you cannot see on YouTube, unfortunately, is Daniel Kern. How you doing, Daniel?
1: Chris, I'm doing very well. It is March, and you know what that means. There's baseball this month. There's baseball. Just like in February when there was baseball things this month.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: The World Baseball Classic kicks off this week. That's exciting.
0: It is exciting. I'll be,
1: I'll be watching some of that.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, we had—I don't know if you saw this—but Shohei Otani hit two home runs today for Team Japan in an exhibition game. Yep. One of them was on like a one knee swing where he went to dead center.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know if I've ever
1: seen that before.
0: Like, <clears throat> it'll be fun to see him, especially in like the pool play where the competition is yeah. a little is a little lower, so you can really see him just destroy competition. Yep. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably what's going to be most fun. Like whatever those japan games are i hope they at least replay them because i imagine they're not going to be in at like a reasonable a U- time yeah, yeah like i like a u.s time zone mm-hmm. but yeah i'm i'm excited to see those those highlights it's gonna be crazy yeah yeah um yeah it, it's it's a good time for us to it, it'll be a good time for us because um we'll probably be at home for a lot of the world baseball classic with i'll uh, be in
1: florida for some of it or yeah at at yeah. florida
0: i'll be in california for some of it oh
1: that's right you're going to yeah we're all we're splitting up but are you going to be in california next monday
0: uh no okay i'm coming back, back on right sunday then. okay
1: i will be in florida on monday so i'll have to work out how to do the episode from yep. there. but we'll figure it out
0: yeah we'll figure it out we'll do it at, at, at some point <laughs> yeah. during the week Yep. um but but yeah it'll be good because um i you know we don't really have cable in this dorm you have to get everything through internet yeah and i don't really know how to get mlb network so uh it'll be good to to
1: i've been able to get it on my laptop
0: yeah i i'm glad i'm uh i'm glad i won't have to figure that out and you know i'll be able to watch in a hotel room or (laughs) or at my uh at my original home in connecticut but it'll be it'll be a fun fun thing just Mm -hmm. to have on just random names probably some names i haven't heard in a while yeah from like random countries that'll be nice Yep. but yeah i'm like you know it it's potentially it's probably the most talent stacked uh world baseball classic 100%, ever 100 percent Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: no, i mean there are multiple teams where it's like super teams like Team right. us team dominican is insane team japan will probably be good they always make a run and yeah they shohei otani obviously
0: yeah i was talking about it with somebody because i think uh I think Devers is like projected as like a number six or number seven hitter in the, yeah. des, in the, in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Uh, Wanda and,
1: Franco might be on the bench.
0: Yeah. I was talking about it with someone. It was like, it, it's like if an all-star team like was playing multiple games, like as mm-hmm. their, <laughs> as a, just as a team, which would be crazy. Mm-hmm. So I love it. I yeah. really, I really do. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we'll probably we'll probably do we'll probably dedicate a brief amount of time to the World Baseball Classic each week, uh, before we get into previews, um, but uh, just you know observations and what's going on. Exactly. But uh, but and I wonder, I hope they can find a way to coincide baseball savant and and. Uh, Depends. And I mean, yeah, World yeah, Baseball I Classic. I mean, I don't know
1: if like the Tokyo Dome has has a uh, Hawkeye.
0: That's true. But yeah, like I'm
1: sure you know, like the the games in the U.S., like the games in Miami and Arizona, will probably have it. Right. I don't exactly. See why we wouldn't.
0: Yeah, because I mean, yeah. To be fair, those things are like fifty thousand dollars to install. I
1: can't wait for like, I don't know, someone to hit a ball like a hundred twenty-four miles an hour, and we just it just doesn't show up in the leaderboards because yeah. it's in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think O'Neill Cruz is on the team, but like no, no. Neither is like Aaron Judge. Neither is John Carlos and Any of the guys you'd expect, but like, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um but yeah so today we are previewing the you know previewing kind of going through some players in the american league west um you know each week we you know point out point out uh each team you know what they did last year addition subtractions and then we really dive deep into one player you know kind of sneaky under the radar who you know you should pay attention to especially this year because for, for some certain reason. Um, and then also at the end, we uh, ask each other a question about about the team kind of forecasting what they're about to do or what a specific player is about to do. Yeah. Um, so uh, we start with the American League West and we go from bottom to top. So we start with the Oakland Athletics where uh, they're coming off a 60-102 and 102 season uh, where they finished last in the AL West. They lost Sean Murphy, probably the best player, uh, they also lost Chad Pinder and Steven Vogt. They added Jace Peterson, Aledmus Diaz, Jesus Aguilar, uh, Trevor May, J.J. Bleday, Asturi Ruiz, and Kyle Muller. Um, who are you looking at with this Oakland Athletics team?
1: So I'm looking at a guy that they added in a trade, but not this offseason. I'm looking at Shea Langler's uh, catching prospect, who's no longer a prospect. They got him in the Matt Olson trade. And he looked interesting last year. Certainly not, you know peak level, but uh, as a catcher slash DH, he had 83rd percentile max exit velocity, 85th percentile sprint speed, and 79th percentile pop time, which already gives him a a unique skill set for his position and is certainly a good one. Uh, He had 91 batted balls last year, and he had a sweet spot percentage of 42.9%. That ranked 13th among the 497 hitters with at least 50 batted balls last year. Uh, 54.9 percent of batted balls were pulled, ranking sixth on that same list of 497, and also 15.4 percent of his batted balls were pulled line drives, and that ranked tenth on that list. And Langler's slugged 13.57 on such balls, so he he did that quite often. And he did very well on them, which you're supposed to. It's pulled line drives; you're supposed to hit very well. Uh, that ranked the slugging percentage in question ranked 23rd among the 387 hitters with at least 10 pulled line drives. So Shea Langlers had an interesting batted ball profile last year that's something to build off of for this year. Uh, it's a kind of a team that lacks some identity, so Shea Langlers is definitely going to look to become one of the premier players in that franchise.
0: Yeah. Um. <coughs> Yeah, so uh my uh player to watch is uh also Shay Lang- yeah. Langlers. It's been a while. Been a while since we I doubled think it's up.
1: It's just been Andy Rodriguez and Shay Langlers.
0: Yeah, yeah, so far. That's that's where we're at. Um but uh but yeah, uh I'll I'll add I'll add to that. So, you know, 25-year-old catcher uh who was drafted ninth overall by the Braves in 2019. He was traded in the Matt Olson deal. Um, he also slugged 430 in 153 plate appearances last year, which is about average to above average. Only hit 218 because he struck out 34.6% of the time, but he hits the ball in the right direction, as you mentioned, when he makes contact. Uh, 9.9% per- percent barrel rate and the sweet spot rate that you mentioned. We should note, we, we mentioned sweet spot rate a good amount, um, but we should note uh, the sweet spot is a ball hit between 8 and 32 degrees, uh, which is basically, you know, all line drives and low fly balls, fly balls that can, uh, you know, get into a gap or uh, go over the fence. Um, not a fly ball that's really going to hang up and, and uh, get caught in the outfield. So it's those types of batted balls. And the league batting average on those batted balls last year was 580. The league slugging was 1039. So that is a great, you know, you know, although arbitrary it is a very good uh, area to hit the ball. Um, so, yeah, Langelier's sweet spot rate was 9.9 percentage points above league average. You mentioned 13th out of 497 among uh, hitters with 50-plus uh, batted balls. And, yeah, pop time in the 79th percentile. So those were all the notes I had on Shea Langelier's. And, uh, yeah, second overlap, I think, yeah, I think one every couple divisions isn't isn't anything crazy. But we'll see. It's it's only the first of this episode. That's True, that is true. So we will see. We're just
1: about halfway through these previews too. Yeah. So. Yep. Who knows? Uh, my question, if we're ready for that, is. Yep. Who will be the face of this team by season's end?
0: The face of the A's. Um, yeah, that's a very good question. They really, they really are lacking identity. Uh, I forgot to mention they lost. Um, Cole Irvin. That's my bad. They did. They lost Cole Irvin along with that going retroactive at r- retroactive addition there. Um, so, like, yeah, that's a really tough question. Shaw Murphy was obviously their their best player last year. Um, <clears throat> I, like, it's weird because this guy might be like this guy's like 31 or so uh but Seth Brown had a good year.
1: Yeah, he did. He had a 117 weighted runs created plus last year, I believe.
0: Yeah, and and you know, he's good. I think even though he's on the older side, I think he has a little bit of control. So I mean, even if he's not necessarily the best, he's like a guy doing good things for the team. And I don't know how many how many of those guys they have. I don't and they don't really have a a high up and coming prospect coming up at least soon. So um so yeah, I, I'll 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 say Seth Brown right now. That's fair. Because <laughs> he, he was just he was just good. He'll hit some home runs, he'll get on base. all you can really ask for. Um so last year uh my question. Last year the A's had two qualified hitters with an OPS plus above a hundred. One of them was traded. Will the A's be able to have multiple qualified hitters with a with an OPS plus above 100 th- again this year?
1: So, I mean, if we're thinking about potential candidates, Seth Brown is the clear one. He's the one who did it last year that's returning. Um, maybe if Ramon Laureano stays healthy, he could do it. They need breakouts from guys mm. like J.J. Blade, from Shea Langliers, from uh, Estuary Ruiz, who stole like 100 bases in the minors. Mm. Um. I'll say they have multiple share. Why not?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: qualified hitters.
0: Yeah, that's the tough part.
1: The the, the tough part is how many qualified hitters. Honestly. Yeah, because um,
0: a, a team is only going to get. Because I mean, Shea Langler's is like guy to
1: watch, but he if he's a catcher, then there's no promising that he qualifies. But then again, he could just DH and the day so he does doesn't catch. I'll yeah. go with it though. Why not? Sounds good. Oh, I'll, I'll put my faith in the A's, to <laughs> put two above average bats on the field.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, now we move on to the Rangers who, uh, you know, they're exciting. They had quite an off season. They've had quite the past two off seasons yeah. for sure. Um, I mean, the star power they've added really has been, uh, pretty unreal, but last year finished 68 and 94 and finished fourth in the AL West. They lost Matt Moore, Colby Allard, uh, Charlie Culberson, Charlie Culberson, uh, Cole Calhoun, and Den, uh, Dennis Santana. And they added Jacob deGrom, Nathan Avaldi, Andrew Heaney, Robbie Grossman, Clint Frazier, and uh, Danny Duffy, who I don't think really pitched at all last year, but they're probably going to see test him out a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'll start with my player to watch from the Rangers. And um, I would understand if we also have overlap. This guy was just... Very unique uh, and very good, Brock Burke, who is a uh, 26-year-old left-handed reliever. And last year he had a 1.97 ERA, a 3.29 FIP, and 3.31 expected ERA in 82 and a third innings pitched. He threw the most innings of any pitcher to start zero games last year, and he was six and two-thirds innings ahead of the pitcher with the next most innings. He threw two or more innings. 27 times last year and allowed no runs in 20 of those appearances those 20 scoreless appearances were the most two plus inning scoreless appearances in baseball last year and most and the most a pitcher has had in a season since 2003 wow so wow brock burke um you know he's a he's a young lefty reliever. Um, who just broke out last year. He was it was it had an odd career. I imagine he had like a Tommy John or something because he started it, his career in 2019 but didn't appear in the bigs until 2022, where he threw 82 innings with a sub-2 ERA. <laughs> yeah. You know, the peripherals were, you know, trailing a little bit behind, but still with the innings and even, you know, a low threes FIP and expected ERA is still really good. I mean, this is a very productive reliever, and I imagine the Rangers are really happy to have this guy because you know their bullpen depth isn't exactly there yet um, but he's he's probably the face of that bullpen right now and he's a pretty cool interesting pretty cool interesting player
1: yeah i mean given the record in one run games last year bullpen's going to be a crucial part of their team yeah and it's definitely the weakest point right now just looking up and down the the team roster yeah. um so yeah Brock Burke will be an interesting guy maybe like i hate i hate the term x factor but like that's a that's a situation where that might apply
0: yeah, absolutely. You know, he's 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 throwing the most bullpen innings out of anyone on that team, and mm-hmm. I think it's it's emphasized more when you you know this guy isn't in the in the Cleveland bullpen or the Dodgers bullpen, mm-hmm. where you know he could fall off a little bit. But there's six guys that can take his place. Exactly. The Rangers aren't really like that, so um, yeah, he could be crucial.
1: So I pro uh, my hitter, my player is a hitter. Um, nice.
0: As soon as you said.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if there's overlap. I was like, Chris, there's no way. Because I, I went pretty deep. I'm going with Josh H. Smith on nice. the Rangers, who is projected to not even be in the starting lineup. But I he's definitely a very interesting guy. Uh, Smith had a fly ball rate of 22.6% last year, which was just barely above league average. The league average is around 25%. He hit 0.48 on fly balls and slugged one forty three. And if you think about the type of player that struggles to hit well on fly balls, it's usually someone that just doesn't have a lot of power. Someone that is better off hitting more ground balls, keeping it, uh, you know, at a low low launch angle. Josh H. Smith, however, is not one of those guys, even though uh, the record shows it. Uh, so he had the worst and second worst respective uh, batting average and fly ball and slugging percentage on fly balls last year among the 334 hitters with at least 150 batted balls. His fly balls had an average exit velocity of 90.5 miles an hour. That is normally enough to do the job, but it wasn't for him. He had an 87 point difference between the expected batting average and his actual batting average on fly balls. That was tied for the third largest difference on that list of 334. He also had a 237 point difference between slugging and ex-slugging. The tenth largest difference. This guy just got robbed every single time he hit a fly ball. He literally had one home run last year and he had a, m- multiple balls that could have gone out, but they just didn't, yeah. you know, got balls that went to center that just didn't find their way. Right. Got balls that just didn't hang high enough, but either way, he was much better than the record shows. And I think he's an interesting player. That is Josh H. Smith.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that stinks yeah, and you had and yeah, not a not a super small sample size either. Two hundred and fifty three mm-hmm. plate appearances. Exactly. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> um if you look at
1: the list of like the worst, you know, batting averages and slug percentage on fly balls, obviously Smith's there. But if you put the exit velocity next to them, it's like eighty seven miles an hour, eighty eight miles an hour, ninety point five, eighty eight, eighty seven. Yep,
0: yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't belong.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's um very interesting, very interesting. Um, I wonder if the I imagine the Rangers are sort of looking into that. Um, so now we uh, move on to questions with the Rangers. Um, I'll start with mine. It uh, kind of relates to a, a, a guy we've been a fan of for a couple years, Nathan Ivaldi. So he had an AL leading 5.7 F4 in 2021, but 1.0 in 2022. Will he get to 3F4 in 2023?
1: Well, he's pitching in a ballpark that is pretty favorable for home runs, and that was really the difference maker for him between 2020 and 2021. I believe he allowed seven home runs in 2021. He didn't allow one until late June, and he allowed literally five home runs in one inning at one point in 2022. So, you know, it really depends on how if he's able to keep the ball in the park and if he's able to stay healthy. And I think he'll be able to do that. I think Rangers ballpark is – uh, more friendly for pitchers trying to keep the ball in the yard rather than Fenway. So I will say, yes, he does get to three F war. Yeah. My question is a little similar. Uh, which starting pitcher will lead this team in B war?
0: Which pitcher will lead in B war? So, yeah. Because, hey,
1: mind you, if I said F war, it's basically just if DeGrom stays healthy, he wins by a landslide. B war is right. a little different.
0: Yeah. For those unaware, B war relies on uh, a combination of Indians and ERA plus along with um, – they also have fact. They also take away from your WAR if your defense behind you is really good, yeah. and they also uh, add to your WAR if you're facing really good offenses consistently. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it's it's relying on ERA plus, not peripheral stuff like FIP, expected ERA, whatnot. F WAR is a combination of innings and fielding independent pitching, and that's pretty much it. There might be a there might be a factor with uh, the offenses you face, but I'm not exactly sure. Um, so yeah, with B war, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I still think it's kind of a matter of if, if DeGrom stays healthy or not. I mean, you know, he, he had a, he had some weird ERA fit differences in his like 11 starts last year. Um, but I imagine, I imagine he stays like at a two five lower, lower twos level. Um, but then, yeah, the other candidates are like Eovaldi, Heaney, um, John
1: Gray, John Gray, Martín Perez,
0: and uh, Martín Perez. Yeah, so Martín Perez was the obvious uh, leader last year. It is
1: fun that John Gray is the youngest pitcher in that rotation and the one with the least amount of service time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah, that is weird. Yeah, weird to think about. I'll say, I'll say Degrom. I don't think he gets like a full health, full full healthy season. But I mean, if he's at like a two three ar- two three ERA for hundred twenty innings. Yeah, um, he's running away with it. He's running away with it, and you know, also, yeah, ha- yeah, you, ha- you have to rely on the uh, other pitchers staying healthy too. Eovaldi is not necessarily someone known to uh, punch out full seasons every single year, um, but you know, Martin Perez is a good candidate, but you know, he's obviously due for a little bit of drop off from from a great year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's uh to to answer your question, that's what uh that's what I have. Jacob DeGrom. So we now move to uh the Angels, another star-studded top heavy team. Yes. Um
1: Although less top heavy than last year.
0: A little less top heavy than last year. They they signed, they made some good acquisitions over the offseason. Uh they went 73 and 89 last year, finished third in the AL West. They lost Michael Lorenzen, Matt Duffy, Archie Bradley, and Kurt Suzuki. But they added <clears throat> excuse me. They added Tyler Anderson, Hunter Renfro, Gio Urshela, Brandon Drury, Matt Moore, Carlos Estevez, and Jake Lamb. Who is your player to watch from Los Angeles? My player to
1: watch is one of those additions. I'm talking about Brandon Drury, mm. a guy who had a career year uh, in 2022 because he improved his batted ball data. He had a 10.1% barrel rate last year, the highest of his career, the first time he's ever broke double digits. Uh, He also lowered his ground ball rate from 51.6% in 2021 to 40.9% in 2022. Uh, He also dropped his pop up rate by 2.9%. This allowed him to raise his fly ball rate by 9% and his line drive rate by 5%. He went from having 38.7% 38.7% of his batted balls being fly balls or line drives in 2021 to 52.3% in 2022. If you have half of your fly ball, half of your batted balls being fly balls or line drives, you're doing something right. And that's exactly what Brandon Jury did last year. 44.7% of his batted balls were pulled last year, which is the highest of any season for him. He hit 401 on such balls and slugged 876. That slugging percentage ranked eighth among the t- 18th among the 201 hitters with at least a Hundred pulled batted balls. So Brandon Drury did really good stuff to his batted ball data. It caused him to do much better than, than usual for him. And that's what he's going to need to continue to do with the Angels this year because I believe 55% of Angels' plate appearances last year came from guys who had an, had an OPS plus below 90 Not just 100, below 90. Brandon Drury, if they're giving that guy a lot more at-bats and he's doing that kind of stuff, you're going to see massive improvements with with this team. And it's not just him. It's Renfro. It's Anderson in the rotation. Uh, It's you know hopefully getting more out of Luis Ranjifo. It's getting more out of Jared Walsh, especially against lefties. But Brandon Drury, I think, is one of those guys that can really lift this team to higher standards.
0: Yeah, I wonder... um I wonder if they would ever have him play first base when uh, there's a lefty starter. That's
1: it's probably a factor.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, Walsh, you know, down year last year and, uh, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there's not really reason not to platoon him Yeah, considering, you know, he, he was an all-star two years ago, but you know, his, his lefty numbers are uh, absolutely atrocious. Um, but yeah, slams righties mostly. Um, at least he did in 2021. Um, my player to watch um, is a guy with not much major league experience, but is a projected starter. Uh, you've mentioned him a good amount. We're talking about Logan Ohapi. Uh, he's a he's a pretty cool story. If you know, if you are a baseball Twitter person, you may remember him with the in the Phillies organization when he was at Yankee Stadium and he and he was like. Geeking out because he, you know, grew up a Yankees fan. And he had like caught a home run like a year before that, uh, you know, as a Yankees fan. And then he was playing as as part of like a, you know, a preseason spring training, like sort of spring training 2.0 thing. Yeah. He was really soaking summer it up. camp. But it turns out this guy's also really good. Uh, so he was a 23rd round draft pick in 2018, but he's worked his way up to in the number 53 prospect in baseball this year, according to MLB.com. Uh, he was also involved in the Brandon Marsh trade last year with the Phillies, and he is projected as the Angels' starting catcher on fan graphs. Uh, last year, he hit 283 with a 961 OPS uh, and a 15.7% walk rate overall in the minors last year. Also last year, out of 85 hitters in the Double A. Northeastern League with three hundred plus plate appearances, Ohapi's OPS ranked second behind Brett Beatty. Another uh, Chris player to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, then, and I mentioned that's the Double A Northeastern League. Then Ohapi got traded to the Angels system, where he hit three hundred six with an eleven forty seven OPS in twenty nine games. He had a twenty two point one percent walk rate and eleven home runs in those twenty nine games. So this guy. Uh, you know, I think the Angels are kind of high on him. Uh, he's, a you know, pretty much a top 60 prospect in baseball, projected starting catcher. Um, so someone to look out for. And maybe even, like, maybe even a little sneaky rookie of the year candidate. Who knows? Um, you never really know with that type of stuff. But uh, he <clears throat> he's someone, you know, a rare... With the Angels, they don't really have a great farm system, but he's kind of a rare little... I don't know if you'd call it diamond but little diamond in the rough um, with the uh, with the Angel System. So that leads to uh, questions. My
1: question, who is a better season in terms of F war, Tyler Anderson or Reed Detmers?
0: Um, yeah, that's <clears throat> good question. Reed Detmers had a really good like eight start run that mm-hmm. did not include his no hitter. Um, <laughs>
1: his no hitter was like his ninth best start <laughs> last year. Yeah,
0: um, he had like yeah he had a good run where he increased his strikeout rate. But I was I was gonna highlight him and then uh, I I realized his strikeout rate was kind of the same in his like last six starts where it w- kind of went back to to normal, which was kind of weird. Um, and then Tyler Anderson, who picked up a lot of B war last year but not necessarily a lot of f war cuz he had a low ERA.
1: Hence why I asked.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll say uh Reed Detmers actually. Okay. okay. I think he had this weird spike in strikeout rate last year. Um you know, Tyler Anderson had a had a great season last year, but it was also only a 3.31 FIP and I still expect that to go up a little bit this year. Whereas Reed Detmers, you know, he's what, 23 now, heading into his age 23 season. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he's he's Getting better, he's sort of like learning at the major league level, which, which is weird. He got thrown into the fire really after being, I think, the eleventh overall pick. So, um, yeah, I'll say, I'll say, uh, say read Detmers. I think the only thing that makes me hesitate is I think Anderson can get a lot of innings. Um, I don't know about Detmers. Um, my question is kind of funny. Uh, in 2021 Shohei Ohtani had more position player war than pitching war and in 2022 Ohtani had more pitching war than position player war which does he have more of this year If I remember
1: correctly Ohtani had some tough BABIP luck for large samples of last year yeah. I don't know if I think it did even a little bit out but he ended up with a I what, remember it was oh, already three, red- yeah 320 BABIP last year Okay,
0: but it was also like a lot of uh, he he had crazy red circles, even though it, yeah. he wasn't having the same offensive year.
1: Yeah, he did. Um,
0: and the shifts going away. So the
1: shift. How much was he shifted against?
0: I imagine he was. Sh- he's, a, he's he's a, a he's
1: a big hitting lefty, so probably a decent amount. And he's a um, big pull hitter. I don't know. He had some. I mean, he was like legitimately a top five pitcher last year. Like it took a lot for him to to lead or to have a better pitching FR because he literally had to like have the highest strikeout rate for, like, three months. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was shifting against 80, 88% of the time last year, and he did appear to be a lot better without the shift. But granted, that gives you a small sample size with or without the shift, which is kind True. of an issue. Um, I will say that he has a higher uh, hitting F-war, B-war, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he didn't really lose too much off of his batted balls, batted ball profile last year. I know that he did... Uh. He did hit a, a little bit more ground balls and a little less fly balls, but I, nothing extremely drastic.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, always exciting to see what he has in store.
1: It was fun seeing him have crazy red circles on both sides, though.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs>
1: not, not that red circles automatically means good or, like, better than what anyone else, but it's fun.
0: It is very fun.
1: People people will take red circles and mean that's it. That's That's all I need to say. Or blue circles.
0: That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Which
1: it doesn't say that much really.
0: Yeah. Also, if you don't know what we're referencing, on Baseball Savant, uh each player has a profile and the higher are the higher you are in a certain percentile, that means your and circle it's... is more red and the lower you are that means the circle is more blue.
1: And not only that, but it's also almost all like batted ball stuff.
0: Uh yeah. Yeah, it's it's mostly that. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's expected statistics, and then like hard hit rate, average exit velocity, barrel rate,
1: strikeout percent, walk rate, walk percent.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. For and then yeah for pitchers, it's like fastball velocity, fastball spin, curveball spin, things like that. Exactly. Fun, fun little numbers. Um, my or no. Uh, now we move on to the Mariners. Um, who you know. Didn't start the year great last year, but ended it well. They ended the drought. Ended the drought. They went 90-72, finished second in the AL West. They got the number five seed in the American League playoffs, beat the Blue Jays in the wild card round, and then lost to the Astros in the ALDS. They lost Mitch Hanniger, uh, Jesse Winker, Carlos Santana, Adam Frazier, Eric Swanson, Matthew Boyd, Kurt Casale, Kyle Lewis, and Luis Terenz. They added... Teoscar Hernandez, Colton Wong, uh, A.J. Pollock, Colin Moran, Cole Calhoun, and uh, Tommy Malone. Who I just wanted to add because he's 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 out there. He's Is pitching. Cole
1: Calhoun going to like complete the AL West?
0: Um, he's, he's got
1: the Astros and the uh, not the Rangers. A's. The A's to go.
0: Yeah, he's get getting close. Hopefully, a midseason trade just randomly yeah. happens to the A's. Yeah,
1: I don't know who the Mariners would be getting in that trade.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I
1: don't why. know. <laughs> I don't know why they'd be. I mean, I could see Jerry Depoto just doing it, but I don't see what the incentive. I is could. For the I just A's. see like a
0: waiver thing happening, yeah. or like the A's. I yeah. don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't see why he'd ever be on the Astros, but who knows? Right. <laughs> things have happened.
0: Um, my player to watch. I'm. I think I'm going a little more obvious than usual here, but I think he he really just popped off last year, so he's not necessarily a house household guy yet. I'm talking about Andres Munoz, who. Uh, is is pretty unbelievable last year in his age 23 season uh in 65 innings pitch he 249 era 204 fip and 184 expected era out of 152 qualified relievers his fip ranked ninth his expected fip ranked third si era ranked second and strikeout minus walk rate ranked second uh along with that uh batted pro- batted ball profile was amazing his barrel rate was in the eighty-first percentile average exit velocity against. Was in the ninety-second percentile. And expected ERA, expected batting average, expected slugging, strikeout rate, whiff rate, chase rate, and fastball velocity were all 99th percentile or higher. Um, also, out of four hundred forty-four pitchers with a hundred plus batted ball or with a hundred plus balls in play against them last year, Munoz had the lowest expected ERA out of. 444. Also, of those 444 pitchers, he had the eighth lowest line drive rate, eighth lowest line drive rate against, and seventh lowest sweet spot percentage against. That sweet spot percentage is a great place to avoid if you're a pitcher. Um, His four seam fastball averages 100.2 miles per hour, but he does his best work with his slider. He threw his slider 64.6% of the time, and hitters hit 126 and slugged 176 against it. And they also had a 50.8% whiff rate against it. Out of 318 pitchers to have 150 plus plate appearances end on a certain pitch, Munoz had the third best run value with his slider and the second highest whiff rate. Out of 318 pitchers with those amount of plate appearances to end on a certain pitch, not just sliders. Um so that's Andres Munoz. Um, do, do you have Munoz or do you have somebody else?: Not
1: only do I have Munoz, but you just said like 60 percent of my <laughs> script. <laughs> um, yeah, there is absolutely over, overlap. I largely talked about his slider, but I also went into went in depth into other things. Uh, his slider is the most effective one of the most effective pitches in all of baseball. Among these 614 pitchers pitches, to have at least 100 plate appearances and against them, not pitchers. Munoz Slider ranked 9th in average with a 126, as Chris mentioned, 4th in slugging with a 176, 4th in WOBA with a 162, 7th in whiff rate, as we mentioned, with a 50.8%, 6th in expected batting average with 120, 5th in expected slugging with a 175, 4th in expected WOBA with a 162, and 5th in run value per 100 with minus 3. Uh, Munoz Slider was good at pretty much everything last year. Like Chris mentioned, he had a line drive rate last year against of 16.5%. That, that ranked tied for eighth lowest among the 444 pitchers with at least 50 batted balls allowed. Chris, you literally said exactly that. <laughs> um, so last year, Munoz and also Edwin O'Diaz, because that's what he yeah. uh, allegedly goes by now, <laughs> became the only two pitchers in baseball history to have a 42-game span with 70-plus strikeouts, less than 10 walks, and no home runs allowed. No one had ever done it before last season. Edwin O'Diaz and Andres Munoz did it last year. And lastly, from June 13th through the end of last season, Andres Munoz led all relievers in f War with 2.4. He is one of the most outstanding relievers in all of baseball. He's easily a top-five reliever at the very worst. Uh, if you're a fantasy baseball player, put him on your draft board as high as you possibly can.
0: Yeah, and he's only 24. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I like. I was thinking about going with somebody else, but I don't know. Like Munoz just pops off. the Yeah, page, you can't and, and it would have been a crime if neither of us talked about Munoz.
1: Mm-hmm. Like he's. You know he is very good, but he's people don't. I don't think a lot of people think of him as a top five reliever, and that's yeah. exactly what he is.
0: And to be fair, you know it takes it takes a couple good years of relieving to yeah. make a name for yourself, which you know hasn't happened yet. He last year was his first like full year, so. But I mean, it was it was absolutely crazy. One one error I made was uh, I said third best run value. I meant third best run value per one hundred, as yeah. you uh, as you talked about. Um, I guess like a secondary guy. The other guy I was looking at, I I'm not gonna do a full breakdown of him, but I was I didn't want to go uh uh you know two out of three with Dylan Moore. Yeah, true. Um, but uh Dylan Moore is a very interesting uh, Mariners player heading into his age thirty season. Very big utility guy. Um, his fielding was really on display in uh 2021 when he had 10 outs above average. Last year he only had one, but his offense really improved. Um he uh went from a 610 OPS to a seven fifty-three OPS. Um his he also is able to steal a good amount of bases. He stole twenty one bases last year, um, got caught eight times, but he did steal uh twenty-one bases. And you know, he's he's always kind of just around the field for the Mariners. Um so he's someone to look out for. But I couldn't go as deep with the as deep of a dive or no. he's with Andre's as I as I would have with uh, Andres Munoz, you've so. already
1: whiffed on Dylan Moore too, right? I've
0: already whiffed on Dylan Moore. Yeah. I don't want to try to do it twice. <laughs> and you know, for Dylan Moore's sake, you know, I'll leave him alone <laughs> so yeah. he can so he can go and succeed without the
1: pressure of being an ARI player to watch. Exactly. Yeah. You know,
0: he's going to be asked about that for the next month <laughs> if I if I highlight him. But
1: I can already see like Ryan Divish walking into the clubhouse <laughs> being like, "So
0: yeah, <laughs> he's he's just on yeah he's like on uh." MLB Central and like Mark DeRose is like, so Dylan Moore, you've seen there's a big <laughs> You heard what Chris said. <laughs> you heard what Chris said on ARR. He was, you know, on he was gonna pick your <laughs> 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 Where you. Were you he, he when you when he said Andres Munoz, did it was it a big sigh of relief? He's like, yes, yes, yes for sure. Um so now on to questions. Uh my question is is a little is a little bit of fun. Uh Cal Raleigh ranked fourth among catchers in F4 in 2022, while Julio Rodriguez ranked mm. fourth among center fielders in F4. So who oh, will rank higher Who will rank higher within their position in 2023? It's a tricky question because it's not who will have more F4, it's yeah. who will rank higher within the position.
1: I'm going to go with Julio. Uh, I thought you were going to say fourth among outfielders, mm-hmm. but no, fourth among center fielders, I think that makes me a little more confident. Who was yep. above him?
0: Um, well, I think they counted Judge because he played uh, oh. 70 ga- 78 games in center. Okay. Um, and also Trout was above him. Really, even
1: with only four hundred ninety nine plate appearances. Yeah, he had like a six wow. win season. I, I mean, yeah, Rodriguez, he was insane.
0: But Rodriguez was at like uh, Rodriguez did five. get hurt
1: for a little bit last season, though. Um, I'll go with
0: Julio. I don't think Michael Harris was a- was no, above him. I don't think Byron Buxton was either. Um. Yeah, we're forgetting someone big for sure. Nemo. Nimmo, yeah. yeah. Or wait, oh, oh, that's qualified. I have to, <laughs> I have to set the. <laughs> yeah, because Trout had four hundred ninety nine. Yep, I have to set the the minimum plate appearances at zero. I really wanted
1: the Angels game on Game 1-6-2 to go to like long extras, so Trout could get to five hundred one.
0: Yeah, you just, you just see, uh, yeah, you just see guys just taking taking three straight pitches, <laughs> no bunts, no no advancing the runner. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, you're. Uh, so now uh, for yeah. your question.
1: Uh, yeah, for I said I said Julio. I think he's gonna have a big season again. Uh, who will lead this team offensively speaking in barrels per plate appearance? Because Teoscar Hernandez was eleventh last year. Uh, Raleigh was right behind him at twelve. Julio was also up there. Eojenio Suarez was also up there. Who do you think leads this team? Yeah, in barrels per plate appearance.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Barrels per plate appearance also accounts for not just batted balls, but, you know, all plate appearances. Barrel rate only accounts for batted balls. So, yeah, someone like Eugenio Suarez is a little uh, a little detracted from that because he strikes out a good bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I feel like... I, every time I saw Cal Raleigh playing, he was hitting a fly ball same, somewhere. Same, Um <laughs> I
1: th- Like I think I tweeted it last year, but I think Cal Raleigh leads the league in like OPS when I watch them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, barrels per plate appearance. Yeah, I'll say. <clears throat> yeah, I'll say Cal Raleigh. Okay. Maybe I'm hopping All on right. a bandwagon a little too soon, but you should be. But um, but yeah, he was, he was good, and I think he's a fly ball hitter. I. I'm just double checking, but it makes it easier when if you hit more fly balls, and uh, you know you're you're obviously more uh more capable of getting accumulating barrels. Um, yeah, average launch angle was twenty two and a half degrees. Yep. And his fly ball me. rate was forty one point five. percent What was his ground ball rate like? Twenty nine point two percent. I knew yeah. I knew
1: that he was a big uh you know up. And, angle guy. And his
0: pop-up rate like it's above average, but it's not crazy. His pop-up rate is still below ten percent. Um so yeah, I'm 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 yeah, I'll double down. Cal Raleigh, no doubt. Um <laughs> so yeah, now we move on to our final team of uh of the episode. Uh it's the it's the Astros. If you didn't hear, they went hundred six and fifty six last year, beat the Mariners in the ALDS, beat the Yankees in the ALCS, and won the World Series against the Phillies. They lost Justin Verlander, Yuli Guriel, Christian Vasquez, Aledmus Diaz, Will Smith, reliever Will Smith, and Jason Castro. They added Jose Abreu and Austin Davis. Um, who are you looking at with the defending World Series champions. Yeah,
1: like you mentioned, Chris, the Astros lost Justin Verlander, but they have Justin Verlander at home. And Justin Verlander at home is Hunter Brown, nice. who is a top prospect for the team, and his delivery looked exactly like Verlander's last year. But make no mistake, he was very good, uh, regardless of the you know the mirror image. Uh, 27.5% of his batted balls last year were fly balls or line drives. were fly balls or line drives. That ranked the fourth lowest among the 583 pitchers with at least 50 batted balls allowed. His breaking balls had an average launch angle of negative four degrees that ranked tied for second lowest among the 408 pitchers with at least 25 batted balls against their breaking balls. Uh, So Hunter Brown had a, he pitched 22 innings last year. He had an 08.9 ERA. He became the 12th player in the live ball era, and that goes back to 1920. And the first player since 2002 to have an ERA below one in 20 or more innings pitched throughout their first 7 career games. Hunter Brown looked really good last year in the short sample and I think he has a lot of room to grow still and you know luckily he's not under too much pressure because they're not looking for him to replace Verlander. They have another ace in Framber Valdez. They have an easy breakout candidate in Christian Javier who if I if I was a betting man I'd say that's your guy. Yeah. But um Hunter Brown is going to be a guy to watch this year for the Astros for sure because they're known for just having a lab where it's like they lose a guy, they make another guy just like him. Like we saw with Carlos Correa and Jeremy Peña last year. The big loss that they had, of course, was Verlander and Hunter Brown would be the candidate of they bring, you know, one guy out, one guy in.
0: Yeah, it's it's really they they have a machine, which is weird to say yeah. because they have like a very lowly ranked farm system. Yep. But I mean, you know, those postseason broadcasts went into it pretty well last year, but it was like, you know, Javier and Valdez were both like $15,000 signings out of, uh, Mm -hmm. out of like either Venezuela or the Dominican, I apologize. I don't really know. Um, but you know, you know, from the, the, uh, foreign pool, if you will, and you know, not really expensive guys uh, who they just turned into aces, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to put it quite frank. And yeah, so Hunter Brown, um, they're looking to make uh, another another version of that. Um, my player to watch isn't uh Christian oh, Javier. Wow, I mean, I think he's almost in the territory. He's of, almost like, too, too obvious. Yeah. yeah, because you know, I just know that's your guy. I I really I love Christian Javier. Um, helped me win a a free fantasy baseball title because <laughs> yeah. he was. Listed as a reliever too, so I could put him in that reliever. Those spot. are the best guys. Yeah, it really, it really a cheat code, but um,
1: <laughs> it's also the catchers that double as first basemen. Uh, yeah, or the catchers that actually play first base but they're listed as a catcher.
0: Yeah, ex- yep, yep, exactly. Those, those are like the cheat codes to win every fantasy league for sure. Um, yeah, Javier, really interesting, but I think also after the, after the you know six innings of the no hitter last year. He gained, mm-hmm. he gained some notoriety, so yeah. I went for someone who is definitely a risk to put. I don't, know, I don't know if he's going to do great, but uh, David Hensley. Yes,
1: I was really hoping <laughs> someone you
0: went for him if you wouldn't go for Javier. Uh, he's a 26-year-old utility player. Um, in 16 games in the majors last year, he played four different positions. That's a different position every four games on <laughs> average. Uh, and on offense, he hit .345 with a 10 at 27 OPS. Also his strikeout rate was 17.6% and his walk rate was 14.7%. That's pretty uh, spectacular. His average exit velocity was 90.3 miles per hour. And his sweet spot rate was 34.8%. Both are above average. The exit velocity is I think 1.9 miles per hour above average. And the sweet spot rate is 1.8 percentage points above uh, league average. And uh, it wasn't just at the major league level he was doing very well. In the minor leagues last year, he hit two ninety eight with an eight eighty eight ninety eight OPS, along with uh, 20 stolen bases in 104 games. So, you know, he's projected uh, on fan graphs as a bench player, um, who's probably going to fill in here and there, especially with the departure of Ledmus Diaz. He's probably going to take that role. So he's someone to look out for. He hit the ball hard in that small sample size last year. Um, you know, hit the ball on, a gro- on the ground a little bit, but still his sweet spot rate was above average, so... That's always a good sign. He's not really going to pop it up, which is uh, the worst, the worst form of contact. Um, so he's, you know, someone to keep your eye on if you're uh, potentially an Astros fan. All right, now we move on to uh, questions.
1: Yeah, my question is pretty fun. So, Jose Altuve needs 1.5 f work to get to 50 in his career. His birthday is May 6th. Does he get to Does he get to 50 before he turns 33?
0: Um, wait, sorry, I miss who. Uh, who's that? Jose Altuve. He ne- needs
1: 1.5 F4. His birthday's May 6th. Um, that's, that's. It was funny I, because I, I, I put a deadline in my head and I was like, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure his birthday's around that time. And the date I had in mind was May 6th. And I was like, oh, that's actually his birthday. It's perfect. Wow.
0: Um, so that's five weeks into the season about, mm-hmm. um, five or six weeks. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like pace it. Yeah Cause, i mean the, it's
1: it's right around the pace. He had 6 last year.
0: The the regular season is like 25 26 weeks. So yeah, and so yeah, it depends if he has a really good start or not. Um not to not to poo poo on his birthday, <laughs> but i i say he doesn't get there. Yeah, <laughs> But that's uh fair. But you know, I you know I don't expect him to have a bad season necessarily or anything. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's just a weird gut feeling I have, like oh maybe potential World Series hangover or, um, you know he didn't have a great playoffs last year. I don't know if that leads into this season. Real goofy arbitrary stuff. But I'll say, I'll say he doesn't get there. But you know, hey, Jose, prove me wrong, and I. And I'll I'll take it. I'll I'll make you a birthday cake. I'll accept it fair and square. I'll go I'll go to Houston and get you a birthday cake. Yeah. <laughs> get you a nice Carvel. Give you thirty three candles. Yeah.
1: Maybe or maybe even fifty. Um. For the F four.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Congrats on making Daniel's line of consideration for the Hall of Fame. Well. At age thirty three. To be
0: fair, I'd have to wait till May seventh for it to update. That is true. <laughs> well, there's live stats. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah a, <laughs> it'd be funny. He gets he
1: hits a home run to like get to fifty, and then he goes like over four the rest of the game. Yeah, but it's like, well, but
0: he still hit it, so I'm counting it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, my question, uh, fairly simple: Who has a lower ERA, Framber Valdez or Christian Javier?
1: I'm gonna go with Framber. Uh, yeah, I mean Framber is just awesome. You know, he he had the uh, the quality tour last year. Yep. I, the Astros were, put in, were wearing those shirts where it was like every start that he had the quality start in like the uh, he had like a streak last year. That was very cool.
0: Yeah. Framber um, Framber, I mean, had an excellent postseason um, last year. He might be a, he
1: might he might not benefit. He might be hurt a little bit by the shift going away because I mean, he's, you know, the ground god, of course. Yep. Um, But I think he'll still be fine and I still think he's an ace type pitcher. I believe he's He's not entering a walk year, but he's like he doesn't have that much service time left, I don't think.
0: I don't know. I think his rookie year was 2020, but he he played that Maybe. full year. I think he has three years left to control.
1: Uh, he does. You're right. Okay. Well, he's he's in arbitration now. I think he's. You know, it's time for him to start building a little more of a profile. Um, yeah, I think he'll. I think I'll be good.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> but interesting question because Javier did have the lower ERA last year. Yes. But um, his FIP was, I think, a little higher than Valdez's. Um, so, yeah, that's what that made that question a little bit interesting. All right. So, uh, yeah, that does it for the American League West, officially two-thirds of the way through all the teams. Um, and, yeah, next week we'll, be, we'll stay in the West, and we will be previewing the National League West. Yes, we will. Uh, talking about... Those Diamondbacks and Rockies. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, like, some other teams. Some but other really, teams. Mostly.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. The the Diamondbacks are actually cool. Rockies are whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the Diamondbacks actually, like, at least with the Diamondbacks, it's like, oh, at least they're going to probably They're going to the, be fun. They're, they're going to be the best at defense. They're going oh, cool, to yeah. make some cool diving plays.
1: And also, Corbin Carroll is going to be pretty cool.
0: Yep. Yep. Hopefully, Christian Walker remains, like, very Interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. So that does it for this installment of Above Replacement Radio. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this one. If you are listening on uh Apple Podcast or Spotify and want to uh, check out our digital content, go to the YouTube channel. It is called Above Replacement Radio. And if you're on the YouTube channel and want to just listen without having to be on the YouTube app. Go subscribe to the Apple Podcasts and Spotify feeds. They're called Above Replacement Radio as well. And uh, follow us on social media. Follow me on Twitter at Chris Follow Daniel on both Twitter and Instagram at Daniel underscore And follow the show Instagram at Above Replacement Radio for all the show needs. We hope you enjoyed this one. And we hope to see you next week where we will be talking about the National League West. We will see you then.
1: This conversation... This conversation...
0: Is over. Is over.